This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? Always, always a pleasure. Um, always. What's going on? Let's think. I, I'm going upstate with my friends this weekend. It's very exciting. Really? This is now, this is kind of the. This is happening a lot. This is the kind of, you know, a cause and effect of the pandemic and the quarantine and staying close to home. Upstate New York seems to be the place to go in this area, huh? I mean, it's just like easy, I guess. If you we're going to rent a car, we're going to drive up, we're just going to like hang out at a house. I think it'll be, it'll be fun. you know, it's weird. This will be the longest I've spent away from Mike since March. Wow. How are, like are you three ex- nights? <laughs> are you excited? Is there like a healthy amount of like, good, get the fuck away from me, dude, right? There is. It's like we get along. We're getting along very well. Mm. Um, and I think it'll be nice to like be able to miss each other a little bit. Cause, I, uh, listen, I'm with you. Yeah. I've been doing more shows lately. And, you know, uh, Jess and I both, as I'm walking out the door, we're like, okay, <laughs> gotta go. Goodbye. Uh, and right. Then, <laughs> and then you come back and you're like, oh, good. You know, you know, hug me while I'm hungover, please. You know, so exactly. It, it is nice to to miss each other a little bit, especially, you know, they're right next to you. I'm looking. Yeah, same. Looking at him right. right. <laughs> no, just looking at how beautiful you are. That's right. See, nail it every time. Now, now, Jordana, what is? Uh, we have a big show tomorrow. We're doing a live virtual you up podcast. Um, we love doing these. I think our podcast is built for a live virtual show. We're going to be doing listener emails. We're going to bring listeners onto the show to discuss their, you know, their their texts that they're receiving from people. We're going to give dating app makeovers, deal reveals. We're taking audience questions. This is a fantastic excuse to get the group chat together virtually. Like you can, this is like a fun thing to like do the group chat while you guys all watch, right, Jordana? I think it's a great thing to do with your friends. It's a great thing to do with your boyfriend. It's a great thing to watch with the guy that you've you're just started seeing. So it's a much perfect stuff virtual to date night. Exactly. There's nothing more fun than judging the person that you're just started seeing on what they think is a red flag or a deal breaker <laughs> in real time. Absolutely. And we're going to be playing all those games. We're going to be doing it all. So all you got to do is go to betches.co slash you up live. Uh, go to betches.co slash you up live. Get your tickets. Get involved. Put it, you know, make yourself a drink and have fun. It's at seven o'clock Eastern time. I'm gonna be to. I'm I'm gonna be coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. I had a uh, I had a last second booking, so I'll be in Portland, Oregon this weekend as well. So if you're in Portland, well, you know double you can, whammy. <laughs> Double whammy of the J train, the Wizard of Oz. You can tune in at 4 p.m. 
Pacific time and then come on over to Helium Comedy Club and I'll be doing a socially distanced show in Portland, Oregon this week and I'm doing five shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday so um, you can get those tickets jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com but most importantly to all of you live you up virtual show um, very, ex- this is exciting I love doing these virtual shows, they are a lot of fun they're so much fun and if you are uh if you're on the west coast and you're like well 4 p.m is a little early i'm still working at that time <laughs> but if you buy a ticket you can watch it after it runs live so you can still watch Boom. it it just won't be quite as live but i've gotten a lot of emails and dms about that so if you can't watch it live you have plans that night you still want to see it get a ticket you can watch it after it's still a lot of fun it's listen it's called live to tape so we will be doing it live and then it will be taped for when you need it and when you want it later that night. Um, but anything else going on at, at, at Betches, Jordana, that you want to go into? We are coming out with a bunch of new U Up merchandise. So if you Ooh. want, if you want to support the show, if you want to show people on the streets who you are and what you're a fan of, yes, uh, head on over to Shop Betches. Check out the U Up collection. We've got we did some we did a little brainstorm of some merchandise that we thought you guys would really like. And if there's anything you want us to make that you would buy. Let us know. Yeah. Now you get to be the designer. Now, I I would also say what I love about our merchandise, it doesn't say like, you up podcast, Jared Free, Jordana Abraham. Like you're not wearing, you know, the Jared and Jordana collection. You're wearing something that's cool and fun and hip and from the minds of the of, of the people at Betches that, that know you and are you, right? Exactly. It's a nod to the show and um, it's just... It's about, you know, a certain sensibility, which, which all of our U-Uppers really have. Jordana, you always have the perfect word. A, a nod to the show is the perfect explanation of the merch. Um, otherwise, listen, people, I'm, going, I'm on the road uh, again, Portland, Oregon. I love the Pacific Northwest. Love the PACNOR. Um, I'm there this weekend. And then also Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Mo. So... Let's let's get, you know, socially distanced. The shows have been fun. I think I'm going to tape a COVID comedy album, Jordana. Ooh. Yeah, I'm 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 pushing. Oh, also, can I make one more announcement? Of course. Go for it. I, I haven't talked about this enough because The Bachelorette has started. Oh, now, yes. I I'm am. Watching. Are you watching? watching? They were really funny. Yeah, this, this season you. I'm watching because Claire is like there's the jokes just write themselves with her. I know it, it has been. I mean, uh, it's t-ball. I I I gotta say, this season I'm very. The Bachelorette to me is a less entertaining show on normally than The Bachelor is. The Bachelor, there is a little bit of Cinderella. There's a little bit of uh, fairy tale that you can kind of buy into. The Bachelorette, considering Claire and all the rumors and the switch-ups that are supposedly coming, and that they're quarantined, and that. They're all at this La Quinta uh, resort that looks like a place you'd go to on spring break freshman year when you had like 50 bucks to spend on it. Like, I, I, I love everything about this season. And I, um, if you haven't already, I wrote a preview and I wrote it for Betches. I put it up before every season. It's my favorite thing to write. I spend literally five days locked in a closet writing it and annoying that's, the fuck out of Jess. Process. That's my process. <laughs> oh, my process is writing it and then going, is it funny? And then Jess goes, shut up. And that's basically the process. <laughs> um, and it's then like Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rip my ear off. Is that Picasso? So I, so I wrote the preview. It's on Betches. Go on their website, 
Please read it. I love writing it. And follow me on Instagram. I yell at the show every Tuesday night. Please, I, it is actually important to me that you guys share that if you enjoy it. If you laughed, share it. That's all I ask. And every story I have has that little airplane that you can share it or you can tag them in the post. But I do consider this like a taste of what I'm like as a live show when I do that live scream on Instagram. Does that make Definitely. sense? 100%. So He's an artist. An so art, make sure... Uh, Support the arts. Support the arts. Press the share button. That's my bag. Let's get into the show. Let's do it. Because I do love love doing the Bachelor live screen. And I'm like, come on, let's get people into this. I, you know, like, let's, you know, like. No, it's great. It's really funny. I watched, uh, I watched last night. I enjoyed it. And then I can't sleep at night. I have so much adrenaline afterwards um, that I've now added more. I'm doing a post game show on my YouTube channel. So. I, and then I spend the whole night just looking at likes, and Jess is like, you're addicted. And then that's basically the end of our night. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, an, yeah. a, a fun time at the Freed household. Uh, yeah, l- listen. <laughs> this is just uh, everyone right now is like, ooh, thank God. Uh, good for Jess, right? No, okay. okay. <laughs> she has to clean around me. That's basically, I'm just a human disaster. I'm so, sure that's because of The Bachelorette, not yeah. because of regular life. Yeah. <laughs> well, a little bit of both. What are we talking about today, Jordana? So today, we're t- I've got, uh, I shared one email. We're going to talk about one email specifically, but I've actually seen a few of these emails about people writing in. I think it might have to do with COVID, but I think it's also a general thing of people kind of wondering if like their dating life could be improved by moving. Mm. I love um, this. I, I yeah. actually, because it is related to COVID. Absolutely. It's related to quarantine. Like, you know, again, we've had the conversation of like, hey, we're going to do this podcast and we're going to have fun and talk about dating. We're not going to just sit here crying about the state of the world. But the state of the world does affect, it, it is a cause and effect thing. Something happens. Now people reevaluate and they go, am I in the right city? I, I have friends moving to the suburbs every day five minutes right yeah i think people are moving because you know their jobs are changing or they've lost a job or they've gotten a new job somewhere but also i think like some people i think even before the pandemic were like is it really is it like it seems really hard to date in x city like maybe i'd have better luck elsewhere and i think that when i was single i sort of thought about that too i did think of like new york does seem like kind of a it's funny because i I, we get we get emails from both sides of the of the both sides of it. So sometimes people write in and be like, I can't date New York anymore. Everyone has too many options and like no one will settle down because there's always something else out there. And then we get another email that's like, I'm from the middle of nowhere. And like, there are three people on the apps and it's the same three people. And they're all like terrible. Yeah. No, (laughs) I, I, it's very funny. And also you and I, um, I've, I've, you know, you and I traveled the country doing a live dating show so we we have a we don't know more than the next person but we have an experience that we can kind of lean on to help with this question because i jordana did we not in every city and everyone knows everyone thinks their city is the worst for dating there isn't one city we went to that was like we're having the best time here Everyone, every city has its problems that are, yes, specific to the city, but they all have problems. No one is living in a perfect world where their city is a great place to date. 
if they're not having a great so uh, you know to to start this off uh Mr. or Mrs. listener the problem is your own you're bringing your problems to the next city no matter where you go don't you think yeah no i think i think it is a little bit like you know it's you it's not like ge- it's ge- there's no such thing as like a geographic cure sure. you know what i mean like even like sometimes people say like oh you know my kid isn't doesn't have that many friends in this town i'm going to move mm. like maybe like usually the, the geographic cures don't work I do think sometimes like the odds are like in a certain gender's favor in certain cities. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, like I'll give you one example. Um, But before even that example, there is also a, uh, your problems might fit better in a certain city. Like I like, or your, you know, that, that, that might be the case. Like I remember growing up, um, I don't know how, We've kind of delved into this with like, you know, just like people, the way people date and what they're attracted to. But like I grew up in a town called Needham and Needham is outside of Boston. And when I grew up there, now it is kind of known, I think, as a Jewish area. But when I grew up there and I'm 35, if you're around my age, that was there were two Jewish neighborhoods. There was and mine was called Hanukkah Heights by everyone. And then the other one was called like Dreidel Drive. And yes, that does kind of seem a little bit anti-Semitic. But I, I so, but. It was endearing. I'm I sure. guess it was endearing. But my little circle of houses happened to all be Jewish people. There was like one, uh, one house that did Christmas lights. And it was like kind of like a fun joke. Right. So yeah, what, so I, my area, I never really felt like I was like, in this like comfortable everyone's just a lot alike like it was like a very much more irish catholic and it there was this kind of like thing and i remember going to high school and you're like okay i i remember like then you newton is next door newton's the town that like most jews know right um i remember going to newton and being like am i hot now like I like you know because I was like wow I'm around all these Jews now. Hundred yeah. percent. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, so I, like I can give you another example which is yeah. also pretty relevant. So I went to Cornell, mm. which is known for not having like the hottest girls, right? Okay. Okay. So the bar is like the bar is like lower. So like I think I did better there mm. than like I would have with like a random sampling of the population because like. Shh. It's just kind of a th- people say that the girls are just like not attractive there. Okay. Right? I I haven't heard that. I've always thought the girls from Cornell were very very uh, beautiful and nice. But I I that sounds like I'm taking a political position. But I, <laughs> I I I I understand where that becomes the reputation. I do understand. Right. That was the reputation of that. Sure. But then it's funny. I like went with Mike. Right. And we uh we were in Florida. He took he went to Miami. So he mm. took me um took me on a little tour of the Miami campus. <laughs> and I'm like. These girls are so fucking hot. Like I can't imagine having gone to school here. Like I wouldn't. No one would. Like no one would have spoken to me. <laughs> well, well, it's like there's like a little bit of like a Malcolm Gladwell kind of like thing of that. Like you know, you're like there's a book by Malcolm Gladwell where he's like hockey players are born in this time of year and right. because they excel because you know I so that. You, so I, I again I'm I'm going off like a tweet of the book, but I'm saying like um, this is. It's like you are kind of influenced by your surroundings. So I do understand where someone's like, hey, I'm in New York City and 
this city and the type of person here doesn't fit my dating style, I don't feel, I feel small fish in a huge pond. Whereas when I visited this city, I felt like, wow, the men were approaching me. It, right. I don't think that's about a, a better city. That's more about maybe your thing clicks with that personality that lives there. You know, and, and that can be true. Because as you and I both know, there isn't a city. We never went to a city that was, uh, everyone was like, it's the best here. San Francisco, another, another um, San Francisco is, or uh, was it San Francisco? No, Seattle or San Francisco, one of the two had big tech. So there was more um, men than women. So remember right. they had they they had this saying yeah. they're like but the, the, what did they say one, yeah. the, what was it the pickings the odds are, are good but the goods are odd <laughs> yeah right? or something so it's like you're dating a bunch of tech bros but they're all odd kind of you know a little bit right. eccentric There's a lot of guys dudes. but none of that right they're not like necessarily people you'd want to date sure and then you go to new york you go to new york and there's like oh all these finance bros always looking for the next best thing and you're like you go to like texas and they're like oh you know like austin was totally different than dallas like so like or what's that shirt it's like too uh too ugly for la too dumb for new york yeah that's (laughs) (laughs) so I, i i just before we get into this email I think it's like important to let people know that, you know, I, I mean, I traveled the country with you. I saw every corner of the country with you. Um, I also uh, do my own shows where I travel. And, and then I, I, I mean, Michelle Wolf, when I opened for her, when we were really going around, she would always say that comedians and politicians are the only ones that see the whole country. So we have seen it. We, we do know that there's no good answer for this. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows summer is just around the corner so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees i wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune luckily i found quince Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream 
store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Do you want to read the email? Yeah, I'll read the email. Okay. Love the show. Makes for some great content while walking my dog and blocking out 2020. I don't have a question about a specific relationship, but more of a general dating question. I've been living in Philly for about three years. I've made some really great friends and have a life that I'm proud of here. However, all of my friends, uh, except for like two, have gotten into serious relationships, moved in together, engaged, etc. I've pretty consistently been on dating apps since moving here and gone on a number of good number of dates, but have never had anything go past a third date. Either way... Uh, either they aren't into it or I'm or I'm not into it or we're just kind of ghost each other. Lately, I've been feeling like maybe I'm just not going to find someone here. Is it crazy to think about moving somewhere new just to have a different dating pool? Side note, my mom doesn't think it's crazy, but all my <laughs> friends do. So I'm hoping you'll be the tiebreaker. <laughs> Sincerely, not an Eagles fan. Oh, man, that's I love that the mom's like, you should move. I think it will help. Why wouldn't you just take a chance? You know, you got a good career. Just go to the, you know, listen, New York is a great town and you'd be an hour away from me and that's okay. It's, you know, right? Like, right. is that a I mom? Can it. You can hear it. It's a very mom thing to say. Um, I, I mean, I kind of get it. It's funny. You do, part of me again, like the geographic cure thing doesn't seem to be like a real thing. Mm. But then I see people who like leave New York and they move to a different city and they're people who've been single here for like years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And then they immediately get into a relationship when they move to a new city. But I do think that can be due to a couple of things and they blame it on the city. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think uh, you're re-energized. You're more positive. I mean, she even says she signs her email, sincerely not an Eagles fan. And I know that's looking very deeply into the email, but like that is an element of I've had it with these fucking people. I've had it. I don't want to talk about the Eagles anymore. I've had the same conversation about Carson Wentz 7,000 times. It's like enough's enough. Maybe a new city will get me away from these cheese steak eating idiots. You know, so it's like I I, and I say that lovingly because I do love Philly. um, And I do think that's a big city where you can find any type of person. So to say that the city's the problem, I'm with you. I totally agree. I like. Do do you think like I think I also think like there's survival in community. Like I do Mm -hmm. think that like they say they haven't been past a third date, but like. Are you going, are you meeting, you know, your friends are, are saying, how could you move? But are your friends introducing you to people? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I do think like, like I think about this a lot. Like I grew up again, I'm going back to growing up outside of Boston, but my dad's family, his three siblings, his whole great network um, was in those surrounding towns. 
Like there wasn't one New York, and I, I, I do think like a lot of that is is like is makes you like rises you up. You have uh, you know, you you win with like numbers, so to speak. Like going to this new town, like you're gonna have to start over. You're gonna have to find new friends. Like there is like and, and when you say like people go to these new towns and find a boyfriend right away or a girlfriend, to me that's a lot of times just survival of like not being alone. And it's like, are you just taking anybody that will take you because you got no one else? Like there's a, is, right. is that part of it? Yeah, I was going to say, I think that might be like a large part of it. Like I think when you, I've seen a lot of times people move to a new city, they feel very lonely and then they're kind of like, they, they, maybe they work harder at making something work than they would have otherwise. Like sure. if my, oh, if I have no plans for the weekend and this person that I'm kind of on the fence about asked me out again and I don't know anyone else in my city, like. I'm probably going to go. There's going to be less keeping me from going than if I were, if I could have planned, if I could instead skip that and go out with my friends. Oh, totally. And, and that kind of goes back to the show. Love is blind. Like Mm -hmm. did those people get to know each other in a, such an intimate way to get engaged because they were put in the situation. Like, because right. they were like told, hey, you stay in a room together and there's no phone, so you better fucking talk. Like, <laughs> again, this is like, you know, when people are like, oh, we're so distracted by our phones, we're so distracted by options. It's like, yes, we are, but sometimes those options are better. <laughs> you know, like sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes, some, they are. sometimes I do want to hang out with my friends and not go on a date or go out with, you know, w- with someone that I'm like trying to get to know because getting to know someone is a little bit of work. Yeah. And I, that's the thing. I think like correlation doesn't prove causation. So maybe you are more likely to meet someone if you move somewhere else, but it's not necessarily for the reasons that you think, which is that like this city's dating pool is so much better than yours. Yeah. I, I, and, but I would say again, I don't mean to like backtrack and give like a double answer because I do want to reiterate not one city loved their dating scene. Right. <laughs> and, and and all of them would claim to have the worst dating even though they've only dated in one city so you and i know the grass is not going to be greener it's just going to be different type of grass right unless you're like you feel like you're in a rut here and that's usually i would imagine not just due to dating but let's say you're kind of like i feel like my life is a little bit stuck i keep yeah. doing the same things nothing is changing um i think there are ways that are a little bit lower lift to sort mm-hmm. of get yourself out of that. I can understand where you're like, I've seen the same five guys on four different dating apps in this thing yeah. that I've already like not gone out with, or I went out with one with like a, them a, a couple times. Sure. Work. I just keep like, you know what I mean? Where you're and like, Philly, Nothing I is mean, moving. To, to speak to the emailer, Philly is a place where that can happen. Philly is a big right. city, but you, Oh, that person, it, it does feel like everyone knows each other from, from high school. Right. I wouldn't make dating a change in dating pool the only reason to move, but I do feel like if if you're looking for like to make to like shake your life up a little bit, yeah, it could be a solution. I would start smaller scale than that. I would start like trying to do things that you aren't currently doing, maybe going to a different sure area of town or asking your friends to those engaged friends to like set you up or like doing some sort of reset that isn't moving. And then if you do feel like that's something that you could find multiple good things with not necessarily just dating. I, I wouldn't, if I, I don't think it's like per- the worst thing in the world to move to, to kind of reset your re re jumpstart your life a little bit. I can even give you an answer that's in between. Like 
We live, we should be, listen, we have to, we have to be, we have to be thankful that we are alive in 2020. You and I can do this podcast over Zoom. We can send it in over the computer. We are utilizing the things at our disposal. I know a lot of people shy away from utilizing 2020 and the things at their disposal because it's, you know, it's tough to take chances. It's tough to make changes. But I had someone come on. I did a uh, YouTube live. You know, I brought listeners on and answered questions. And there was one listener that was like, she lived in New York and she moved back to Maine because of what's going on in the world. And she's like, my New York City rent is coming up, but there's no one here to meet in Maine. And I was like, why wouldn't you take a month? Her lease, you, her lease in New York was running up okay. or something, but she was working remotely from Maine and she was okay. there for the foreseeable future. And she was like, I can't yeah. find guys in Maine. And I was like, do you have a friend? Do you have one friend that's also working remotely? That's also living at home? Why don't you, a, a, that's making, you know, again, this is, this is a privileged solution. Not everyone can do it, but. A lot of people are in situations they never thought they'd be in. A lot of people are making adult money, hopefully, while living with their parents like a child. So winter is coming. Winter, we saw that this world is not so much fun in the winter. Get an Airbnb for a month in in a city. Test it out. Do do a home vacation. Get two friends. Get your single friends and be like, hey. Let's do something different. Let's go to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Let's go to, you know, these smaller towns that have like a scene, that have like a, and let's look up the place to live and let's get an Airbnb for a month that's safe, that's obviously like you've searched it out and you make sure it's the right neighborhood. And let's, let's splurge a little to make our lives a little bit more better. Exciting more exciting and test it out maybe you go like charleston south carolina tampa florida denver colorado um phoenix arizona uh portland oregon i'm going there this weekend these are all places that you never would have had the chance to really test out except for the fact that this new world exists i have a, a good friend whose son is a freshman at in college and he keeps telling his son you're doing remote. Go do it somewhere cool. Like you yeah. don't have to live at your college right now. And I know that sucks, but like let's make the best of a shitty situation. So this person in Philly, like, hey, Nashville's pretty awesome. I know I love that and, idea. You know, you know what I mean? So it's like she said, she's like, I got two other single friends. Well, one of them might not be game for this, but a couple might, or a friend of a friend might. Because if I was single, I'd be down for this. This sounds like a once in a lifetime opportunity. It, it genuinely is. And like, I, you know, I look at my life in New York and I'm, I'm, I might be beyond this, but I'm not even that beyond this. Like there's a piece of me that's like, you know, Jared, pack up the podcast equipment and let's, <laughs> let's head West. You know, like there's a piece of me. Yeah. We've thought about that too. I mean, really? like, I, mean, I assume you'd bring Jess. Um, Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we moved, we went to South Carolina for a month and yeah. we were thinking like, I mean, the annoying thing for us is like we have a lease that that is has many months left on it, sure. and so I don't really we don't really want to want to be paying like two rents. But if our lease had come up in like the in the next few months, I think we would have been like totally like let's 
Let's be a traveling, you know, circus. Yeah, like I, 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 but I think this is only like, again, not everyone's privileged to be in these situations, but if you're privileged enough to say, I don't know if this town works for dating, then you are, then I would assume you also have the ability to take a month and have, you know, maybe family that will take a bunch of your stuff and put it in the garage while you do a little eat, pray, love in Denver, Colorado. Like, I, I don't know. And uh, listen, I'm, as you said in the beginning of the show, I'm just an artist with a little bit of creativity. So I'm, I'm just giving a creative idea because, I, I, again, this gives you – let's use 2020 to the best of its ability. Airbnb exists. The I internet exists. Your friends are single later in life. You're single later in life than your parents. Let's fucking get out there. You can even live it up. Live it up. You can even set your dating app uh, profile to the city you're going to and set up a bunch of dates for a month from now. So, like, listen, I'm just I'm just an idea guy. So yeah. I, this is my I love thought. that idea. Yeah. Head south. Go where it's warmer and people are still <laughs> right. looking to hook up. Right. And, and listen, the, the response could be, well, in COVID, you shouldn't. And it's like, OK. Okay, we all have different tolerances and risk tolerances. Right. Or and, don't go. Or but. don't do it. But I, <laughs> or be fucking miserable in your city. I don't know. I, so I think that's a great. I think that's great advice. And I think that like, it's take any opportunity you can. That's like lower lift to refresh your life. So this is like super low lift. You go. You go to Miami. You stay there for a month. You hate it. Come back. Yeah, it's a month. Yeah. wasn't Wasn't for you. Come back to Philly and the dude that wants to talk about. Carson Wentz. Yeah. I don't know who that is. He's the quarterback (laughs) for the Eagles. I'm sorry. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and Sea Holly Bio Extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP. UUP, clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com.
making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? All right. Send yours in. UUP at Betches.com. Listen, I'm going to do a little call to action, CTA. We need some awkward sex, people. If you got a story, the the stories are, we're getting a lot, but, you know, what do they say? The odds are, what's that saying? The odds are good, but the goods are odd. (laughs) Yeah. The, the, The odds are good for us to get an awkward sex story. But the goods are boring. So yes. we need you to send in some fun, awkward sex stories. UUP at Betches.com. I hooked up with this guy recently whom I had previously had some of the best and hottest sex with once before. Hopefully for a second wind of luck seven months later, I went to his house despite his intention of getting drunk that night. We start hooking up, but he was, quote unquote, pushing rope. What does that mean? So pushing rope, and I, I'm not sure if this person's from the UK or not, but it is a term, and comedian Des Bishop um, has a very funny joke uh, about pushing rope, quote-unquote. The only reason I know the term is from Des Bishop. So Des is hilarious and funny, and everyone should go follow him. And he's got a great joke about a guy saying pushing rope, and it, apparently it's when your penis is soft, and you try to still have sex with it. Okay, so that's what happened. So she had a bunch to drink. She said we started hooking up, but he was pushing rope. We so powered he was not on. Unable to get hard. He couldn't get hard, or he had half chub. He's got you know, drunk dick. He's got you know whiskey dick. Okay. You know you know have you ever done that where you just try anyways? Yeah. Yeah, you know, what I mean. yeah. like you right. tie a stick to it. And right. you try and, you know, hold it up. I feel up. like sometimes it needs, some, you've got to like, you know. you got to work it, it out. Sometimes it comes up. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> well, you know. that's the thing. Her email starts with, we once, they had sex once and it was the best, hottest sex. And it's like, okay. yeah, you can't count on that. Listen. It was a fluke. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, guys sexually are like baseball pitchers. Like, we're like. We'll have an off. We're gonna have good days and bad days. Like it's not every day is on it. We're not all Pedro Martinez. That's another sports reference. He used to play for the Red Sox. He was unbelievable. We're probably one of the best pitchers of all time. So okay. never heard of him. <laughs> we powered on. I was on top at first, and then he pushed me back, so he was still inside of me, but he was sitting up. He gestured with his hand and said, "Hang on one second." He then grabs his phone to answer a text. 
I went, are you serious right now? You're answering a text while you're still inside of me? Do you realize how rude this is? <laughs> how rude. <laughs> she turns Michelle into Tanner. S- Michelle Tanner. The <laughs> I jumped up. Threw my clothes on, let him know how disrespectful that was before leaving. He begged me to stay, called me four times, texted me 12 times with a bunch of sorries, and one, I respect you and your smile. Gag, she writes. <laughs> how do you he respect went, someone's smile? Not, not just your smile, you and your smile. And that, your smile. that sounds like a, a G.I. Joe commercial. <laughs> You're really reaching there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining this guy trying to like write out this text like... Something respect you. I respect and your smile. I'll make yeah, it flirty. Yeah. You, yeah, exactly. Like you, that might not be enough. How will she know I still want to fuck her? <laughs> he there went, you go. He went from one of his one of the best sexual experience I've ever had to one of the worst. For reference, I'm 26. He was 33. Uh, he texted me the next day. Said he knew he was rude and disrespectful, and he feels horrible. I roll. She writes, "What world does this guy live in? What do you think?" Um, it's so funny because, like, you know that show everyone keeps watching, like, The Social Dilemma? Mm, mm-hmm. About, like, everyone's addiction to their phones. Totally. I feel like they should just reenact this. <laughs> Did you watch it? I haven't watched it yet. I'm, a f- I'm familiar with what's going on. I mean, it's, like, the same shit that you've already heard before. Like, yeah. our phones are a little addictive. Should I don't know little- if anyone got the memo. <laughs> just a wee bit. I only right. wake up in the middle of the night to look at it. But, yeah, you're right. Um, it's funny cause sometimes I'll check my phone in a moment that I know is ridiculous. Like in the middle of a workout, like I'll do like, I'm doing like an online class and then yeah. I like, look at it. Like I see a text pop up. I'm like, I could just wait the 10 minutes for this class to be over, but I just can't help myself. It's, I mean, it's definitely, it's a, it's a problem. Like, like we mm. all know it's a problem. I'm with you. Sometimes I'll open Instagram, close it and then open it a half a second later. And I'm like, I right. was just here, you know, like there's nothing new to see. And Listen, I mean, look at how people used to smoke cigarettes when they were addicted. They'd have them after a meal, um, after, after sex, sex, when they woke up. Like if you, if someone had their had a cigarette when they woke up, um, after a meal and after sex and before they went to bed, you go, that person's addicted. You do you use the phone at the same exact times when you wake up, after sex, when you're you know done with a meal, right? So have you ever? Uh, and now you. Yeah, that's true. After sex, there's the, yeah. the post sex scroll. Yeah, the post sex scroll. Yeah. We're all doing it. So, like, um, like how, how long do you wait? Like, and you do have a moment where you go, okay, that's like I've had sex and then like I've had sex with Jess and then been like she goes to the bathroom and I'm like, so, I guess I'll look at Instagram. You know, like it, it does feel right, a little like, too quick. What else am I supposed to do? Sit here with my own thoughts? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the horrors of my own emotions. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I mean. This guy's version, this this emailer's version, is extreme and is disrespectful. Like it's not yeah. right. But I do understand that she says he's drunk and he's pushing rope. So I can see how it happens. I'm not apologizing for him, but I'm saying like the idea that like, oh wait, uh, like and then he gives you the finger like like that's you know that annoying douchey like I'm texting finger right. <laughs> One second. One second. And just like, mm, and then. That's what I'm saying. Where do we draw the line? Like, I agree. Like, it happens. Mm. I mean, I don't know about this happens, but like, sometimes you like are checking. You know what I mean? Like, you you can become compulsive. Yeah. Where line between like, this is absurd. This is really rude. 
Well, I mean, we are dangerously close, and I know this takes us down a different road, and I, I'm saying when they have that, like the 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 Oculus, the... VR? VR. So, like, yeah. virtual reality porn, you're, like, we are not, we're on the doorstep, if you think about it. Like, the idea that your phone is right next to you when you have sex, like, it's seven inches from you looking at it while you're in the sexual act, isn't right. it? Yeah. So, I, 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 I don't know what the, I, again, usually the lines get blurred the longer society goes, so, like, you would hope that the line, I would hope the line is like, you know, 10 minutes before, 10 minutes after, right? Yeah. I mean, like, that's what we, that's, that seems like a respectful society that I want to live in. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> I, I do too. But like, you know, I, I don't, I, like this guy, I, I understand, I understand he made a mistake and I understand why he's texting her going, he's, from her email, it sounds like he's pretty apologetic, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he he respects her and her smile. <laughs> so, so she might as well just you know. forgive him and get married to him. Right. I think she did a good job of like very adequately stating that like she is not okay with that, which is good because totally. she's not. Um, but I would probably give him another chance. You would. Yeah. I considering the amount he apologized, he does realize there's a problem that he here. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, like I I mean to text the next day, the the smile thing Maybe he's drunk. I'm giving alcohol a lot of credit in this because he begged me to stay, called me four times, 12 times, a bunch of sorries, and one, I respect you and your smile. Like, that sounds like a very drunk text that if he heard read back to him, he'd be like, oh, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm that guy now. Um, and then the next day said he knew he was rude and disrespectful That's and feels horrible. That's a more that's a more human text to send. I right. I, I would... As a guy, if I'm in bed with a woman who did that, I would still be having sex with her. Um, as sad as that sounds. Like if my, you know, if Jess did that to me while we're having sex, I would go, what? what's going on? Like I would have more questions. It wouldn't be like, how could you? You know, Do like you think I, she would be offended if you did it? Absolutely. She, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I think this is one of those male-female things where... I don't know if there's a lot of men that would be like, please, you know, no phones. Like there was one, I, there was one bachelor contestant that I previewed for Betches. You can see it on their site right now. Um, that he was like, all the women I date are always, I'm looking for a woman who won't be scrolling her phone during a date. And it's like my, my perspective on that is that that's just a bad date. Like to say, that all there's this group of women. Well, that's like, the most. That's the worst part about this. It's like, oh, this is just like a bad. Like you just weren't even into this sexual experience at all. Yeah, this is a bad situation. This is a bad look. This is this is something that like no one would ever defend. So, right. <laughs> so I'm saying like that's the most hurtful part of it. It's like you weren't. You didn't even like want. It seems like you didn't even really want to be here. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I guess. I guess I guess the re I'm I'm trying to figure out the reason I wouldn't leave. Like like I would be like I guess it's my ego is too big to be like oh I guess it was so boring that you had, like I I guess that is if I'm on top and then she just pulls her phone out and just is like mm, checking 
you know, Instagram yeah. stories, I guess I would be offended. I think you'd be like, okay, clearly, like, this is not really where you want to be. Yeah, I would be like, I got to get off. I would get off, and then I'd be like, what's going on? And if she was like, I don't know, that dick ain't hard enough, I'd be like, okay, I should probably go. But I don't think, so. I just don't believe that someone would be that mean to me. I, I mean. Right. Well, it's funny. I remember, like, in college, the professors would, like, yell at the class and be like, people are, like, texting in class. Mm. And I remember thinking at the time, like, if your lecture were more interesting, like I wouldn't be texting. So I, 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 have this, I agree with you. I, this happens for comedians a lot. So comics will be on stage and they'll yell at someone for being on their phone. And it's like, dude, what, you know, maybe, you know, like there is the argument of like, you weren't really entertaining them. Like I, I'm not a right. big yell at people on their phone unless it's distracting other people person. Like, Unless it's making sounds or something, yeah. Making sounds, the light is like lighting up the room. Like that's right. very distracting. But like, if I see someone at a show quietly on their phone, I all I think is like, Jared, you fucking suck. Get funnier. Like I, right? I like, do have that to be there too. That's the thing absolutely. Like, also, for also for college too. It's like I'm paying you to sit here. <laughs> so like, if I'm on my if I'm on my phone, like imagine how bad it must be. Sure. I I mean, listen, I've I've. But I remember there was an open mic I used to go to and the open mic, they had rules that you couldn't be on your phone and they would kick you out if you were on your phone. And I remember I was at this open mic and I was on my phone in the back. Someone said something to me and then I was like, that's bullshit. Like, we're all here to learn. Do you think that at a show someone's going to like not go on their phone? Like, you have to deal with that. That's. That's the reality of life. And then I remember I go on stage at this open mic of like all comedians. And I was just like, um, this uh, basically spent all my time talking about how stupid the rule was and never to be seen there again. So <laughs> that was the end of that. Yeah. So that was the end of that. But um, what would you call this? The textual feeling. Textual feeling. What do you got? Um, I got the uh, the sensual dilemma. Oh, I like that. After the social dilemma. Social dilemma. Um, I would call it tit for text. Yeah. Um, I would also call it um, the, uh, what's it called? The, I respect you and, and your, your smile. smile. There we go. That's the winner. UUP at Betches.com. Send in your awkward sex. UUP at Betches.com. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. 
Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Hello, people. We're sponsored at Orbit. They know that bad breath to bad behavior like ghosting, dating can get dirty. Whether it's masked up and in person or dating from home in this new normal, people are finding new and creative ways to stay connected when it comes to dating. And either way, Orbit wants you to keep it clean because a clean mouth and fresh smile is all you really need to shine in the dirty world of modern dating. Nothing breaks your confidence more than trying to navigate the world of modern dating. When faced with the dirtiness in dating, it's hard to know how to confidently respond. Someone needs to clean it up. In this period of a worldwide pandemic, the way people are interacting with one another has changed, and it's put more pressure on both online and offline dating dynamics. Keep It Clean allows Orbit to live wherever dating does, whether that's online, offline, or in between. Okay, Jordana, red flag deal breaker, Bad breath on a first date. How are you handling it? What do you think? I think it's actually like a deal breaker. First date. You're done. I'm done. If it's the first date and that's like one of the main things I feel like that you should check before you go out. Is my breath smelling (laughs) minty and fresh? See, my, my feelings have changed. I think everyone should get one shot. Like considering, you know, it wasn't until we had to start wearing these masks that I, you know, you you put on the you mask. Can smell and your own breath. Yeah. yeah, you're like, I'm not, you know, 100%. <laughs> I'm not walking around with clean breath all the time. I'm not killing it every day. There's moments okay. where I leave the house and I, I've been talking with you on a podcast for an hour and a half and I get that stale smell and you're like, oh my God, this is what I've been doing. So like I, I'd give podcast someone, breath. Is that what they call it? That's what I got. <laughs> podcast breath all the time. And, you know, I, I, I give someone the opportunity and I, I do the thing where I'll carry Orbit with me and you I'll put in a... Offer them a stick of gum. Hey, do you want some too? And then it's like, oh, now we both... And you kind of like let them off the hook. You That's know? a good way to tell someone that they have bad breath without, you know, a- absolutely. having to say it. There, there is nothing more embarrassing. It is as if when someone says, ugh... Like my dad, a lot of times will go, your breath stinks. And I'll be like, that is as if he threw me outside the house naked. And you know I'm why? sitting there. It feels it's horrible. It's because it feels like you've been like, like how many people have thought this? Who and knows? not said Who anything. Well, eg- right. Exactly. And then you get mad at the person for telling you, but they're actually your best friend in the world. Right. They should have been telling, people should have been telling you the whole time. Normalize yeah. telling people that their breath smells. Well, we have to find different ways to say it. Hey, here's some Orbit can be. And when someone offers me some gum, I go, is it bad? Is it that bad? And, they, and then they always go, no, 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 no. I was just having some myself. I wanted to offer you. And that's the way you do it. Lie to right. them. Right. Just and if anyone ever them. says that to you, I was just having some for myself, know that they're lying to you too, but they're exactly. being nice about it and just we take ha- the Orbit. They're sending you a message. They're sending you a message. They're also, they're, you know, they're doing it as nicely as humanly possible. When you say this, like your breath stinks, that might as well be someone, you know, giving me the middle finger to my face. Like I I, I need, hey, I got some gum. Do you want some too? And then I go, does it smell? Am I having an issue? No, no, no. You're fine. I'm just, there it is. Done. Right. You're in the game. Protect yourself. Just uh, always have have a, a packet of Orbit on you. Well, that's the thing. When I'm on a date, if I offer them gum and they go, no, I'm good. And then their breath smell, I'd be like, okay, that's the deal breaker. Right. That's, That's a good the point. moment where I go, right. okay, they don't want to like 
reflect. They don't want to fix themselves. They they're they're not, you know, workable. They're not a rough draft. I'm a rough draft. I'm willing to be better. I'll always have gum on the way to a date just to like, you know, it gives me something to do. You guys are all in luck because Orbit is helping you keep it clean with their Keep It Clean campaign. To find out more information on how you can keep it clean with Orbit Gum, visit OrbitGum.com or check out Orbit Gum at Orbit Gum on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Again, that's OrbitGum.com, O-R-B-I-T-G-U-M.com to keep it clean starting today. Let's do another email. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Hi, J&J. Huge fan of the pod. Actually saw Jared a few weeks ago in Nashville with my boyfriend, and we had such a great time. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Go see him. Thank you. Little see, backstory. Straight from the from the the Nashville horse's mouth. <laughs> Long story short, my boyfriend is two years older than me. We dated in high school, broke up before he left for college, and both moved back to our hometown after college. After realizing we were both back, we hung out a few times, got drinks, and we've now been in an exclusive relationship for over a year and been living together for about four to five months. We've both been working from home and our off days don't always line up. And that happened to be the case today. I was sitting in the living room working while he was sleeping and I heard his phone go off on the table next to me. Apparently he had left it in the living room from the night before. Dangerous. Now I know what you're thinking. This psycho girl is about to go through this man's phone. But I swear this is not a normal thing that I do. I have never gone through his phone, but I was just curious. He's never given me a reason not to trust him. So I shouldn't have anything to worry about, right? I mean, this man has talked to me about engagement, marriage, wanting me to birth his children, and we've already made plans for when the lease is up at our current place. So I shouldn't worry, right? Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) She really set us up there. Seriously. As I'm going through his text, I notice a few few numbers that aren't saved. So I click on the messages, and they are from about two weeks ago and are sent from him around midnight, if not later. Also, I feel like I should mention they weren't iMessages. They were green texts. Disgusting. (gasps) Oh! the horror (laughs) poor people gross (laughs) Gross. i'm kidding everybody i'm kidding it's totally fine to have an android yeah you can have an android sort of these messages say like hey how are you hey how are you tonight and one even said hey you up the odd thing about the messages, zero responses. Oh, no. <laughs> Reply to his initial texts. Weird, right? Not only is she dating a cheater, but he's a loser. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst part. Yeah, the wor- nothing worse than dating a green text loser. These, these people won't even answer him. Well, it's funny. There's nothing worse than someone who tries but fails to cheat on you. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I feel a little, I feel a little weird answering this. She's like, my boyfriend and I were at the show a couple weeks, a few weeks ago. We had a great time. Now to the email about him cheating on me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh-uh. So my question, should I confront him about this? I know I seem psychotic to go through his phone while he's sleeping, but for me, as someone who wants to spend the rest of my life with this man, and, and he has told me the same, I wouldn't care if he went through my phone. I have zero to hide. Oh, but this bothers me on a whole oh, new level. Oh, boy. I mean, texting random unsaved numbers after midnight, kind of sketch. Would love your advice. Sincerely, bad luck, Becky. Uh, this, is ba- this is Big Booty Becky's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Booty Becky's cousin, bad luck. <laughs> this is, uh, we got a problem on our hands in Nashville. Ooh. This is quite the dilemma. Well, what do you think? 
right. I'd like to address her last paragraph because I think it's the most annoying part. I'm with you. I, I actually... Because yeah. I have nothing to hide, that makes it okay for me to go to go through his phone because like he should have nothing to hide either. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a massive invasion of privacy and it's not something that you can really like justify by saying like because it's not like you it something popped up and you happened to see it. Like you actively like a, a phone is kind of like someone's diary. Yeah. Almost. It's like reading someone's diary to me without context. Like right, he, without any sort of it's not like oh like they were all he kept going into the room and making these mysterious phone calls or he was acting really weird like this just seems like like just admit that I think she should just admit that she fucked up and that like that is it's not well, okay. to go to backtrack a little she says I heard his phone go off on the table next to me. So it just went off and she, like it's not like did, so nothing, she was reminded of its presence and then she went into it. And she said, now you, the psycho girl is about to go through this man's phone. I swear this is not a normal thing I do, but I was curious. So, okay. By, by curiosity killed the cat. Curiosity <laughs> killed this relationship. I, I by, so I'm going to go with her words. We can only live in the reality that's been built for us is that what, what rung on the phone wasn't something that made her curious it was just that the phone exists without reminding her that yeah. it was here unattended fine okay that being said <laughs> you're right this is an invasion of privacy um and i would i think it differs she does a lot of this thing that women do where it's like i don't want to be crazy while they're acting crazy doing the thing they claim to be crazy Right. Which, okay, just own that you're, that you are being crazy. She goes, I know it seems psychotic. Like, it is psychotic. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know whoa. it seems crazy. Uh, uh, hold on. Jordana, I want to, I want to, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we have to go back to this. She doesn't have to own that she, to me, I would never own that I'm psychotic. I would own that I don't trust my boyfriend. Like, there's, mm-hmm. to me, saying you're psychotic or saying you're crazy, then this all lives in crazy town. You're right. Like, like, like I, I think like there's a lesson to be learned here for anyone listening. Like, I would never call. I think this is to me. This is a female thing. You don't hear a lot of guys mm-hmm. being like, "I'm being crazy. I'm double. T- I don't want to be crazy. I don't want to be clingy." I don't hear that from a lot of guys. They, you know, the idea of being too well, much. I think guys almost use the opposite approach. I think there are men who are like very controlling of women that they date and like might go through their phone and do that sort of thing. I don't think this is a solely female thing, but I think it almost is almost like the excuse men give is not like, oh, I'm just being crazy. The excuse is like, I love this person so much. Totally. No, 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 no. Love bombing thing. To- I totally agree with you. I'm not saying guys are not within their uh, ability to do this, but I'm saying they never, we don't do the thing where like, we blame ourselves for being crazy. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I'm, just, I'm saying they don't like gaslight themselves. We don't get <laughs> Exactly. This is because guys are controlling in different ways. Guys go through women's phones. That is all true. And, and we're not different in that. I think it's what we dress it in. That's different. And it's right. like this idea of like, I think women let guys, I've said this on this podcast before. Women have let guys off the hook by calling themselves crazy all the time. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I think this woman is letting him off the hook by saying she's crazy. Instead of saying, I don't trust my boyfriend fully. Because she's saying well, that's I have how nothing. She's letting, she's letting herself off the hook by saying like, I'm yeah. just crazy. 
Yeah, like, but she, but she's also letting this relationship keep going. She's seen what she's seen, and now she's letting it keep going because she doesn't want to be outed as a crazy person, maybe. Well, let's talk about what she's seen. Okay. So what do you what do you make of these loserish texts <laughs> that are? <laughs> yeah, he's, like, what do you guy, what do you make of these texts as a man? I, like, explain I, to me what happened. What you think happened here? I don't know. Um, here's what I do know: they're unsaved numbers being sent after midnight. Uh, how are you? Are you? And it's a you. It's a, quite literally a you up text being sent after midnight. I would need to know, you know, I don't know what he does to get these numbers. That's, that's another part of it. Like, she's not telling us, like, she's, like, are they, like, are they a couple like you and I are in a relationship where we're talking about at the beginning of this podcast how three days away will be nice because we've spent literally every moment together? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, we're, we're, that's how we're talking at the beginning of this podcast. So, like, uh, you know, if I had numbers in my phone from the, with Hey You Up, Jess would be like, here are the three days it happened when he traveled and it wasn't around me. This woman doesn't give us really any context to like, does he go out to bars with his friends alone? They're in Nashville. People are going out in Nashville. I can tell you that right now. Whether, that, whether you think that's right or wrong, the bars are hopping. So, right. um, Yeah, like where I, was he when these were sent out? Sure. And... I never sent, I've never sent a, I'm trying to think if I've ever sent like a man or someone that I wasn't attracted to, hey, how are you tonight? Hey, how are yeah. you could be sent to a friend, but that friend would have their name saved in the phone. Hey, how are you tonight? Um, that's very male, female. That's very, or not even male, female, just that's very direct to someone you know, with the number not saved, you know, that makes it a very, right. I'm trying to do something tonight. I would need to know what he's doing that night. Um, so to me, these are, these texts aren't good, is, is my short version of the long answer I just gave. Right. I feel like there's very few, like, PG excuses for them, especially given that there's three of them. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's, like, great. It's funny because they're since they're living together, right? That's a, and, well, that's that's why I'm asking. Like, how how are you not seeing this? You know, like to just say you have other numbers on your phone that aren't saved. Like, I, I guess maybe they could be exes that he's taken out of his phone but kept their numbers. Um, they could be from prior relationships. I would even go farther back to say their relationship. Like, like even the way they got together, like. It doesn't seem like a relationship that I would want to be into. Like, broke up mm -hmm. before he left for college. Both moved back to our hometown after college. After realizing we were both back, we hung out. Like, yeah, we just realized they were in the same town. And we got drinks. And now we're an exclusive relationship. Like, it's not like it, it, because of COVID for about four to five months. Like, it, this all tracks with lack of options is what I'm saying. Right. Well, it's funny. Did you watch, not to bring up excessive amounts of Netflix uh, entertainment right now, but if, did you see the American murder no. thing? Well, this woman's like husband winds up murdering her. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, and he's like having, she's like, he just keeps like yesing her. Like she, he, like she like thinks he suspects he's having an affair sort of. And she like he, keeps asking about it. And he keeps like yesing her being like, 
yeah, like, no, like, I love you. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't mm. wait to see you, blah, blah, blah. Like, while all the while doing this thing, I think women have this, like, ingrained fear of this. This is almost like your worst nightmare. It's like, he's telling you everything is great. Everything yeah. seems great. How do we, like, how can you ever really know or something? Well, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to that's interrupt. It. I, no, I, well, I, I would say, <laughs> I would say um, that I understand it. Like, if let, let's just the relationship again, the answers are sometimes in the email. The relationship is out of convenience. So, this is a guy who doesn't really like difficult situations. They move back to their hometown, they get back with their high school sweetheart because their name was in their phone and they share a lot of things in common. They trust the other person, they knew the other person thought they were good looking naked. So, that's what happens when you don't take chances then when do you take a chance? So now he's talking about engagement, marriage, wanting to be birthed as children. Those are all easy things to talk about with someone to just keep it moving along. Like, right. You, you it's know, easier like, than not talking about them if the other person is bringing them up. Sure, absolutely. And if, right. if, the, if the woman's bringing him up, again, if he's bringing him up out of the blue, it, he, that could even be true. It's just nice to see your face react to things I know you'll like to hear. So, right. again, when you don't work towards being together, like, I, again, when you kind of, like, fall back into this fallback plan of a relationship, then that's kind of, like, the person you're dating. So what do you think her move is here? So I think she's got to bring it up. Um, you can't unsee what you saw. I think the minute you go to look through your boyfriend or girlfriend's phone is the minute you have a problem in the relationship. Like if you're going to go through someone's phone, you should go, Oh shit. I wanted to do that. Put it down and then go talk to your significant other. But that's not what anyone right. does. They yeah. look through it and they feel worse than they felt before because they either find something that they're not sure what it is like this person did, or they find nothing and, and they feel, they feel bad for, for not trusting their boyfriend. Right. And they're left with the feeling of, fuck, I'm in a relationship I really don't even want to be in. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, looking through someone's phone is like stalking your ex's social media. The best thing you could find is nothing. And then you still are reminded of their existence. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, nothing yeah. good can come of either of those things. Well, it's just, you know, why are you looking? Let's let's take a look in the mirror for a second. And it's right. like, I'm looking because I'm psycho. Well, then, OK, then go check yourself into a mental institution. Are you, right. you know, like, what's the reason? Maybe there maybe there are other signs that you are not ready to admit that would make you skeptical of this person that or you need professional help to deal with how you receive love. And that's not a bad thing. A lot. Many people see seek out help. Seeking out professional is is a great thing for people. That is uh, that's self-care. That's self-love. So mm -hmm. you have. But the reason can't be I'm psycho because then that's crazy town. So if the reason is I'm not. I'm 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 having confidence issues. Okay, then that's a professional problem that can be helped with someone with a degree in that in that in that area. If the problem is I don't trust this guy, then you're living with someone you don't trust. Right. I think she needs to look in the mirror, figure out which reason it is, 
admit to her boyfriend that she did it. Yes. With along with that thing, I'm sorry. Like I was feeling very insecure. Um, and I did this or I'm sorry. I was feeling, um, you know, I, I realized I don't trust you mm. because I don't know why or whatever X. And then you can actually discuss the text. And I saw, and also because you did something wrong, doesn't absolve the situation from being wrong. That's true. So, Hey, I did something I'm not proud of, but I've seen something I can't unsee. I need you to explain these three texts to numbers that are not saved in your phone. And that's it. He explains it or he doesn't. If he doesn't, if, if the explanation is I'm still, you're going to get an answer. I mean, even no answer is an answer at that point because right. you have to be, a relationship is, is constant negotiations. And if they won't even negotiate with you, then they're not in, in the relationship. Yeah. I would almost, it's funny, I like almost feel, I felt like if I were her, I would almost feel better about the fact that he texted three different people yeah. and got no response. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's clearly not like, there's no affair. Because he didn't like, like, no, he's, he's uh, made three failed attempts. He's got, yeah, he's got an affair with his like hand. better and it's worse. Yeah. It's better and it's worse. <laughs> it's like, you tried really hard to treat it. Like you tried three different times really hard to cheat on me and it just didn't work out for you anytime. Well, yeah, and it kind of shows you that if one of them worked out, it's it's not like he had one moment. He's like <laughs> actively out there trying to fuck. And like you have to wonder if the numbers are from dating apps. You know, they could be from dating apps and he's just better at hiding the app than he is the numbers. That's you know? true too. I, I, it's, it's all... It's all sucks. I'm sorry because she said they had a fun time at my show, so I'm, I'm obviously standing them in some way but i but you know what like again we're gonna have a lot of people in convenient relationships due to the nature of what's happened over the last year so mm -hmm. there's gonna be moments where you're gonna go wait a minute we've been doing this four months and he said i love you yeah it was easy to say i love you when there were nobody leaving the house it was easy to say i love you when we could live together and it would be cheaper Again, right we, it, it, now this I have sucks more options and I'm not sure how I feel. Yeah. And I want to move because this city sucks for dating. You know, right. like, <laughs> it all so, comes full circle. Always. Uh, you want to play some games? Yeah, let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Let's play some games. Okay. Every night after they finish family dinner, they sit around the piano and sing songs together. This is nice. I, I know I seem like I'd be a hater of this, but the idea that the family does something different and fun and, you know, I'm, I, again, I'm not eating dinner at the family's house every day. So right. and neither I, should they. Yeah, they should. <laughs> and if you are, every there's, night. there's bigger issues. But, like, how nice is that? Like, would you have a problem with this? I think it's kind of sweet. My family doesn't do this exactly, but my brother plays the piano. Sometimes he'll break out into some song after I, yeah. a, at a family holiday. Why not? And let's all sing. Let's all be a little, you know, be a little. Let's all be what we wouldn't want to watch ourselves be on camera. Like, let's be yeah. nerds together. Like, what's the like, what would it be better if it's like every night the family gets drunk and screams at each other after <laughs> dinner? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I that sounds. Is that my family? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't. This is nice. I, I've told you my my piano dream, right? No. My greatest dream in life is to learn one song on the piano. Heart and soul. I could teach you. Well, I, I want like I want a song that seems difficult. Like I want to learn one song that if a piano's in the room, I could go over and go. Just kind of like play with the piano for a second, and then I kind of like go into it, and then everyone goes, "Oh my god!" I surprised the whole party, and they go, "You play?" And I go, "I can't, not anymore." And then I just walk away because I only know the one song. You want to play Uptown Girl? Yeah, like I want to be able to nail one song, (laughs) Uptown Girl, and then people go more, and I go, "I don't play anymore." Sorry, enough. And then I, I walk away, and then everyone goes. Did you hear Jared on the piano? He must, he's unbelievable. And all you got to know is one song. And then you're like a sensation. Yeah, that's right. So that's all I want to do. I could pull that trick once in good company one time. But (laughs) this is a green flag for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, I've been dating a guy for a little over two months now. We met on Bumble. We see each other about once a week and things seem to be going great. We've had the exclusive sex talk, but no, not the DTR talk. Ugh, that annoys me. And I, I'm so sick of exclusive sex, but not in a relationship. I, I think that label is the dumbest fucking thing. I think. Do you remember when we started this podcast and you were like, no one does that? I didn't. I, I'm like, I don't understand what the what we're accomplishing. So what? <laughs> he gets to not fuck other people. That's called a relationship. Or but she. he doesn't have to introduce you to his mom. You literally just added another stop on the route is all you did. And it's right. like that stop was already there. It's yeah. stupid. It, all you're doing like is protecting your feelings. They're, they're 31 and a half years old. Yeah. Get out of here, you <laughs> eight-year-old. Hey, he also told me he is looking for a serious relationship and wants a girlfriend. Not with you. No. What a great thing. <laughs> yeah, good. good I happen to have one right here. About a month ago, I added him on Instagram and never got a follow back. Then when talking about Snapchat one day, I added him on Snap. Also never got a follow back. I brought it up to him jokingly one day when he was talking about Instagram and he said he doesn't really use social media and doesn't even follow most of his friends. This is true since he has zero posts on IG and only follows 19 people. And most of them are sports accounts, not actually people. But of the handful he does follow, one happens to be his ex that they broke up over a year ago. When I jokingly brought, she's got a, this is, what is she, a comedian? A lot of jokes. (laughs) Chick's got jokes. When I jokingly brought it up to him, he said it wasn't a big deal and he would follow me back but never did. He also, he didn't add me back on Snap, but always sends me pictures of what he's doing via iMessage. Is this a red flag or a deal breaker? I can't tell if he's just really not a big social media guy and actually doesn't think about it or if he's just not that interested in me. Jordana, what do you think? I don't think this is that big of a deal. If if he's sending you pics over iMessage and he does zero pictures on Instagram and he follows 19 people, he's clearly just like it's a very, very small part of his life that he is just not thinking about or tracking. It also makes sense that he'd be following the ex. She probably did the same, you know, jokingly, quote unquote, move. Like she right. probably did the same thing to him. 19, he's following 19 people that are all sports accounts. I mean, like his story tracks. So like, yeah, 
Um, I do understand that if he follows the X still, there is an element because in the same way that if you became an X, you... He probably wouldn't unfollow you because he wouldn't even think about it. Or it's too noticeable to do. You know, like, how many emails do we get? I don't want to look like an ass. I don't want to look like a piece of shit. I don't want to be the unfollow. So, like, listen, we're all 10% away from each other. So his emotional state with this follow must be what, like, mine would be where I'm like, ah, I got to kind of wade away from this person. Or he's obsessed with that ex and he still watches every one of her stories and... You know, that's right, the only thing. Right, but he could do you- that while following you. I feel like the fact that you asked him to and he didn't do it just means that he's just like not, this is just a very small part of his life. Y- yeah, or he's holding back from that. Or he's, I, 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 I don't think, I think both ways isn't a reason to gauge his interest. First of all, is he not that interested in me? You got to stop asking that question. Like, are you interested in him? Do these social media things make you less attracted or more attracted or nothing? That's right. the questions you should be asking. It seems like to me because he like they haven't defined the relationship and they've only had that exclusivity talk that she is like, I need something to show. Sure. Some sort of like, I need something to link us together in some way. And yeah, maybe this lo- will like help make me feel better for like five minutes. She's looking to cover up her insecurities with labels and uh, little nods to this is important to him which she's gonna lose that every single time bring up the real the real issue which is that you haven't defined the relationship this is just like a this is like a distraction from that yeah or what do you want like if it's this instagram follow then you need to then hey what the fuck dude we've been i let you inside me but you won't watch my stories what the fuck like stop jokingly about it you know, like right. I, I think like the, her issue is like, ah, ha, ha, you don't follow me on Instagram. And he's like, ah, no, I fucking don't. And then <laughs> that's the she end She should of just it. be like, okay, like follow me now. Follow me now. Yeah. I, and if you can't do that, then you have bigger problems. Right. And, and, and if you don't, I'm not interested as much. I actually, this actually makes me dry. You know, like I think that's I think like, that's fair. Right. But I mean, if someone did this to me, I would go, ah, Okay. Like I, I, it wouldn't be red flag, but it wouldn't be green flag. You know, like it wouldn't be. Right. It would be like a little annoying, but I think I, if they were, if they don't post anything, then I'm kind of like, why are they even like, I don't care about their social yeah. media at and all. It, There's nothing it, to stalk here. Totally. And it's fair to say that that's not a big part of their life. Yeah. I think that's okay. I think that's kind of hot in itself. Sure. <laughs> I, I do understand where it's like, if they are on stories and looking at stories all day long, it's like, oh, you don't even care enough to like see what I'm up to. Like, I right. do understand that. Part's that. Weird. that would be but weird. She does but just it, because he like just because he ha- he follows these accounts doesn't mean he like actively uses the platform. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like I have that. a Snapchat, but I don't open it ever. I mean, I, like, there's people. I forget about that. It exists. <laughs> I'm with you. Sometimes I, I'll have like messages on there. I'm like, man, this has been here for six months. You know, like I I get that. So. Right. Let's do let's right. do one more. Last one. Jordana, I've gotten four of my friends to download Ship this week. We love it. Great. It's a great app to be on with your friends. Enjoy it. Love Here's it. my red flag or deal breaker. They ask you out to a double date as your third date. For context, I met this guy on Ship. 
Yay. And we had two great dates. He asked me to dinner for our third date. And I said, yes. And then a few days later, texted me asking if I'd be interested in making it a double date with one of his guy friends. Um, and the girl, his friend just started seeing I'm into this guy. So I said, yes, but I feel like everyone I tell thinks it's weird that he already wants to do a double date. Would love to hear your thoughts. So, so what do you think? They ask you to do a double date as your third date. There's two ways this could go. Like there's two options. I don't think uh, it, it really depends. And again, I can't tell you the thoughts in someone's head. Like, that's why like judging their interests based on all these like clues like never works because you can't you can't know if someone's just after sex and that's it. Like you go after sex in a very similar a lot of guys go after sex in a very similar way that they go after a relationship. And that's what's so confusing. Right. So, I mean, so you I don't mean, think I, this is indicative either way. Um, what I would say is it's either one or the other. Um, I'm writing down right now. Guys go for sex the same way they go for relationships. Um, that feels like a joke premise. I'm sorry to stop us dead in our tracks. Doesn't that feel like a good stand-up joke premise? Jordana? I like it. Couldn't you understand? That's a good point though, right? Like that's a very confusing thing. You know, I don't think women really are like, hey, I want to meet your parents as they try to fuck you. like like, okay so not to get off course but i i will say he either is like this is a cool chick i want her to meet my friend like you're meeting his friend which is great like yeah or he's trying to like make it a little less formal and make it a little more fun would be my that's that's also the case like but just because you go on a double date doesn't mean you have to have sex or get hammered or whatever i I don't know. I, 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 I like that you're meeting the friend. Like, I, yeah. I think that's a better thing than this friend is there to soften you into a casual relationship. That seems less likely to me. Right. I would go on it and have fun and then, like, also, like, watch how he treats you on the double date. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, he's, if it seems like everyone just, they're just trying to, like... If, if it seems like it's getting to know you, like, fun, like, actual double date, that's one thing. If it seems like it's almost like this is in lieu of, like, having him meet you out late at night. Well, this is, kind. well this is kind of what I, I think we're talking about two different things. They're having a planned date. How many women out there would love a planned date? This guy's making a plan. He's getting the friend involved. I mean, this guy could be a doer and a shaker. Like, he could be, like, a, a move maker. Like, maybe yeah. he's the. this is how he is with his group of friends. I, I, I do understand where someone's like, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's up to you. That's not up to him. Like, right. to me, you can say to him, hey, this date made me feel like I was more a part of your world, and so I am getting to like you more from it. He can't look at you and go, what? What are you, fucking crazy? You meet my right. friends and you think we're like a, a match? It's like, of course I do. So like, to me, this is like, hey, I've had two great dates. And then the third one with his friend, like I, I, I really enjoyed him with his friend and how he has a full life. Like to me, this is like, I think this is more positive than negative in this date. Yeah, I think I don't, I think I would go, I would be like into it. I don't think it's that weird. I would that's something I might suggest. I think yeah. if I was having fun with someone, I wanted to invite them 
to something or, you know. I, I actually think it's more healthy than her. Pers- her perspective is it's the third date. How could he invite a friend? And his perspective is like, you're fun. I think my friend would think you're fun. Like, right. We could all have fun together. Yeah, yeah. He's first, not trying to count date, dates. I think third date is like the first acceptable date to do that. I think first and second date should be about getting to know the person one on one. Yeah, I'm with you. And then the th- I think the third date is like the earliest you could do. And I'm cool with that. But if you're kind of like, oh, I'd rather just like get to know him. Yeah. I think that's also fair. I mean, also what what you said before, it, it is different than him being out with friends and going, hey, come meet up. That's right. that's a different scenario. The, I agree. You know, this is a planned thing. Planned thing. It's it's formalized. Um, maybe this makes it more casual. Maybe the, the only thing I could see is that maybe this is his move to like seal the deal for sex on the third date. Like where he's like, it yeah, kind of. She doesn't have to do that. She doesn't have to do that. So like you know, beware. Like hey, go and have that's fun. What I'm though. saying. Yeah. I'd pay attention to the. To the to the way he's acting on this. Also, I'd pay attention. I think I'd use it as a great excuse to judge him. What's he like around his friends? Totally. This is a. Do I like him and his friends? Maybe his friends yeah. a total dick, and it makes you like him less. That could happen. That could happen too. Yeah, I think we solved dating, Jordana. Don't you think? Once again, we do it every week. Um, listen, if you're listening right now, then you like the show. You you like the show. Good for us. We did it. We're doing a live, virtual show. Tomorrow, Tomorrow night. night, 7 p.m. Get those tickets. Uh, Betches.co slash UUP live. Uh, the link will be in the bio of this episode, I'm sure, right? Yes, that is the link, and it will be in the description. Get your tickets. Um, email us, UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. We'll see you next week. Boom. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Dana Samuel. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Pod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.